I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Today is such a big day here at the Dating in the Bay headquarters. I am thrilled to have Kimmy Seltzer coming on the podcast. She is the host of The Charisma Quotient. I've been a fan of her podcast for like literally over two years. And she's a podcast host. She's a confidence coach, a therapist, a stylist. This woman doesn't sleep. I don't think she does everything and more. She is incredible. She's also a dating strategist. And I'm honestly going to fangirl. I'm just going to say it right now. It's going to happen. Also, I'm having such a strange day. I just ate dinner and it's not even two o'clock. So without further ado, let's get to Kimmy's episode. I'm probably going to have a couple of pinch me moments because I've been such a fan of your podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so good to be here and meet you. Thank you. Yeah, so I was saying in your intro that you're basically a Renaissance woman. You do so many things and <laughs> and you always have such empathy and such tangible advice for everybody. I know that you moved to LA and then you unexpectedly became single initially. I wanted to hear more of the backstory. I'm so happy you asked me about my story because it's funny to hear you describe me as a Renaissance woman. Like I, cause really I, I'm, I'm just a, a gal from Chicago who had a life that completely changed the course of the path that I thought I was going down. And yes, that is why I'm so passionate about doing what I do, to be honest. I mean, I've been so blessed with all this like professional experience, but I love talking about my story because I always feel like we are our own best teachers every single time. It was funny because, I mean, I'll start with the story where I am from Chicago and I had this kind of traditional life. And I practiced as a therapist for many, many years. And I really thought I was helping people. I'm sure I did. But I, you know, when I look back, I'm like, God, I didn't have life experience. And although I had the theory that I could help people put into practice, I didn't synthesize it with my own experiences. And that's what part of the actual joys of moving through life and experiences is that it does shape you in in many different ways. And I've learned to embrace it, you know, but honestly, back then, if you were to ask me, I would have said, Oh, my God, it was the worst time of my life. Because what happened is I had this traditional life with a traditional house and the picket fence and, you know, the husband, the the dog, the kids, you know, I still have the kids, by the way. But okay. you know where the story's going. <laughs> you know? and so here I was thinking, okay, this is my path and I'm just going to be a therapist and that's cool. So we pick up as a family and we move across the country to La La Land here, as I call it. And we land here in LA and... It's like, that's when the record stopped. My life completely changed as I knew it. And I always joke, we just, you know, we did what all the other people here did in LA did. And we got a divorce. And obviously, many issues in this little story, fairy tale. But you know, it's funny when there's some sort of transition in your life, that's when usually shifts happen and change occurs. And that that really was like, I remember looking at my life in that moment. Here I am with young kids not knowing what to do with my new life. There was no way I could have been a therapist at that moment because 
if someone were to come to me, I would have said, you think you have a bed? Let me go on the couch for a second. <laughs> you know, like, and up until then, I really thought that you had to work from the inside out. I really did. And so I did. I started getting help myself. All my friends rallied around me. I had a great support system. I did all this work. And, you know, so that's what you're supposed to do, air quotes. And I still couldn't get out of my own way. And I just remember one day getting up, looking in the mirror and hating what I saw. I saw this like really frumpy mom. I was still wearing my nursing bras and I wasn't even nursing anymore. I mean, it just shows you how stuck I was in my clothes and my mindset. And they were all black just to kind of keep me hidden from the world and those aliens called men. And I just, I I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, geez, like I'm feeling this way. I'm looking this way. And I'm supposed to go out there and flirt and have fun and capture a man's eye, you know? And so on one hand, I wanted it. On the other hand, I didn't. I feared it. But I did come to that point where, okay, well, I can stay in bed for a really long time and feel sorry for myself which was, by the way, what I was doing. I was in that victim mode. Or I could get out of bed and do something. I just remember, I don't even know. I just, I remember that day when I I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm going shopping. This is where it all started. I'm going shopping, shopping therapy. I got to get out of these black clothes. I got to do something. So I go to the store and this personal shopper, she's watching me. And I think I'm up-leveling myself, right? Like I'm getting all these black clothes, but hey, they're new. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm doing the same thing. I'm getting the same clothes, the same frumpy, you know, kind of mindset. The personal shopper comes up to me and she says, ma'am, I really think you should try this on. And she holds up a red dress that I thought was three sizes too small. And I said, that's really sweet of you, but that's not my size. And it's not my color. She said, honey, that is your color. That is your size. Try it on. And I call it my red dress moment. And this is what I kind of truly believe today is that everyone should have that red dress moment, you know, metaphorically. But in this case, it was figuratively. And I, I slipped into that dress and I twirled around like Cinderella and I looked in the mirror. I was like, bam, there I am. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. it was like this princess kind of effect, you know, like... And I bought the dress that day as a costume. And I call it a costume because I still didn't believe it. But I went out there and I practiced being seen. And what I mean by that is that I really had to put myself into action into a costume that I, I still didn't really believe that I was that girl until I became it. And that's really where kind of my business was born. And from that moment on, I now work from the outside in that I believe that you have to work on your marketing, working on, you know, your outer confidence. And there's a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner that all like comes together in the end. And this is what I see both in myself and all the people that I work with is that when people put themselves into action, And whether that be working on their body language, their flirting techniques, their clothes, their messaging, first impressions are huge. And that will collect evidence for people that, hey, I can do this. You know, I can be validated. I can break patterns for myself. And then from there, you know, obviously as a therapist, I work on emotional intelligence and social intelligence, but those are the three pillars in which I work. 
So I do people style intelligence, I call it. And then I go inward and do emotional intelligence and then social intelligence. And that's what I call the charisma quotient. It's the name of my podcast. And it's the formula that I teach in helping people attract love. Well, see, you are a Renaissance woman. (laughs) You just proved it. (laughs) So I could see people who might be saying like, oh, the outside in, that sounds like it could be superficial. Yeah. But I really do think, especially going through this pandemic, I felt like I was grumpy at the beginning where I would just wear yoga pants all the time. Then when I would walk around, I wouldn't feel that great. But then now it's like, okay, I shower every day. I want to look cute and I feel good. And then that's when your energy shifts because you're walking around and you feel different. I think that's the whole thing about the red dress, at least the way that I interpreted the story. It's like, you feel good. And then when you feel good, other people can feel good being around you, like your energy shifts. Is that what you feel? Exactly. Yeah. You have it exactly right. Is I always tell people, it's not about the man. It's not about the woman. It's about you. And when you love you, that's when other people do too. End of story. I think so many times people focus on getting the man and getting the woman. And am I living in the right place? And it's all these external factors. But really, and this is to me the empowerment. Like If you knew that you could do things to shift the way that you feel about yourself and in essence, that will get you a different result. Like, why wouldn't you do these things? And that whole superficial thing, I get a lot, by the way. You know, people are like, you know, if a man doesn't like me for me, then forget him, you know? And I say to that, it's not about changing who you are, but it's about marketing yourself so that someone gets to know who you are. You know, when I had my red dress moment and many of the clients that I work with, I'm not changing who they are inherently as a person. I'm just bringing out the best in them and having them be seen, having them be heard. You know, it's the visibility. It's the how approachable that they are to that vision. And from there, that's when all that magic happens. So yeah, you're exactly right. And that's what I love. Like there's nothing better than seeing somebody come out of the dressing room or out of a virtual makeover session with me and saying... Kimmy, this is like the best I've felt of myself in my entire life. And from there, anything can happen. But that's where it all starts. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's all these small, little tangible things that we can start doing. So it's not like we feel there's a massive mountain we have to go climb. It's like, no, you just all you have to do is just like, do your hair or like put on some red lipstick or, you know, certain like small things and then start making it a habit. And then it gets really easy, I think at least. Okay. So I know you're really into flirting, but before (laughs) we get into that, actually, let's backtrack to charisma. How do you define charisma? And for people who are listening, who would you say are people who are the most charismatic to you? Yeah, I love the word charisma. You know, when I first started thinking about how I'm teaching people, you know, just to feel good and, and radiate, the word charisma came to mind. And when I started doing all this research on it, I was like, That's it. What's fascinating about charisma is that it's not something that you're born with. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, that person's just like that because, you know, they were, they were lucky. They were born that way. And and what excites me about that is that means it can be learned. And I see that. Like I've worked with people from 18 all the way up to 85. You know, I, I went, I went out with an 85 year old woman that I taught this stuff. And yeah, she actually got asked out, you know, so it's like this, I know. And and this is the thing. But, you know, what charisma is, is it's a magnetism that just draws people to you. And that magnetism 
is really something that becomes the attraction factor, if you will, you know, because it's when you're happy and you have energy, people just want to know you. But how you achieve that can be different for different people. And that's why I like to break it up into three pillars. Because you could be maybe a wonderful, let's say, human being with lots of energy, and then you're funny and all of these like inner qualities kind of thing. But then your style isn't advertising that. Right. So, like, people might pass you by on your profile. Men aren't even stopping on your profile. Like, so again, it's, it's the advertising piece that matches who that person is inside. Well, for another person, they could be great at style and they have all that going on, but then they don't express themselves. Right. Like, they're not, they don't know how to be vulnerable. They don't know how to be authentic. You know, and those are the things that I love teaching. So, you know, whatever it is, that's why I'm very holistic in the way I approach people. I I just I can't be that cookie cutter coach that says, oh, just do this. Here's the formula and go. As a therapist, I realize that our journey shapes us and we are all different. We're all unique. And what you need is different than what someone else needs. But yes, like to your point about the tangible stuff... That's what makes people get results because it's too overwhelming to say, oh, just be more confident. Oh, just go on a date. You know, it's like, well, that's hard to achieve. So I like to break it into like chunkable, tangible things that people can do in each of those three pillars so that they do start feeling confident and they get validated for the things they're doing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So piggybacking from that, I think the way you defined flirting was being Playful without being attached to the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look in the dictionary, that's actually the definition is to behave as though you're attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. Yeah, like that last piece, being attached to the outcome is what trips everybody up every single time. And when I do these flirt workshops or I have wing gal sessions, when I ask people, what are your excuses for not doing it or fears that come up? And it's the same ones every single time. And they all have to do with being attached. Oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to give that person the wrong impression. I want him to like me for me, not as a sex object. Like it goes on and on and on. But all those things are the attachment to the outcome. Really, it's just being present and being playful and having fun. Oh my God, we're getting so serious. <laughs> like, especially coming out of the pandemic, you know, like honestly, half the sessions I spend with some of my clients is helping them have fun and relaxing and being playful. It's like, you know, go watch a couple of kids playing on the playground. They're great at it. You know, they, they haven't developed filters yet. They'll just go up to people, ask, ask each other, hey, can I play? Like we as adults have had experiences. So we have more filters. And and so I love just helping people be more present with each other. Because we all need that right now, especially. Yeah. I know. I feel like kids could just have fun with a paperback. So I feel like we should all just take a little page from their book because they honestly are just always so joyful. In fact, can I share a story around that? Is this a fun thing that I just thought of when I was about, I want to say two years ago, right before the pandemic hit, I took a woman out for a wing gal session and, you know, she was very serious and had a, like, she was in her head constantly. So she'd walk into a room, she'd like ruminate, what do I say? How do I come across? Those women are prettier, blah, 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 like all the monkey chatter, right? 
that's going on in her head. And we walk in and I see there's a party going on and they all have cat ears. I said, this is perfect. I said, we're going to go crash that party. She's like, but we're not invited. Like, we don't know what that is. And oh my God, they have ears on. I'm like, yeah, like even more the reason to go, to go, <laughs> ask, to go ask, you know? Yeah. And so like two kids, we went up and we're like, what are your ears about? You know, like, well, what is that? And where can we get some? And so with that, they crowned us with the little cat ears. And it was so great for my client because it was a costume effect. With those ears, she became just more playful and fun. And we got included into the party and people started buying us drinks and, you know, just having her ease into a social setting like that with just that playfulness. And she's never like had done that before. So from that moment on, like every time I teach flirt workshops, like in person, I now have the cat ears that I give everybody. I know that you called it a costume and I always call mine my first day outfit like costume. Yes. I always wear the same thing on the first date because I know I feel really good in it. And then either way, I'll like look good and feel like I'll have a good time. So I like the idea of, yeah, like costume because you know your energy is going to be the best that it can be and you're going to bring out your best self. And I want to add the cat ears to my (laughs) costume. (laughs) Oh my God, you totally should. Well, in addition to what you just said, because I, I always tell clients to do that too, to have a date prep plan. And with that plan, like give yourself an hour in between your work self or your task. You know, I would say even if you, you're not working, we're all in that task energy during the day. A lot of times, like we, we might be doing errands, we might be a parent, you know, whatever it is. So if you give yourself an hour to get your date costume ready, like you do, yeah, you could get a pair of cat ears create a playlist on Spotify of your favorite dance moves and anything you can do to get out of your head, but more into your body and that playful element. Yeah, you will walk into the date in a whole different energy. Yeah, that's honestly, that's half the battle. One of my favorite episodes that you did was about gratitude. And I think it was about your gratitude attitude makes you more dateable. Can you share with us even how you decided to do that episode and then what my listeners can do What are tangible things that they can do? I know that we talked about the gratitude journaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that came to me around Thanksgiving. So I always love to do themes around the holidays. And I think it was during that time when, you know, a lot of people have been in dark places. And when, just like in my story and the divorce and many people that I've worked with, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole where you focus on what you don't have versus what you do. And the thing that we know about attraction and also attracting the right partner is that you have to be in the right positive state of mind. And so you might be going through the motions and you might have your costume on and you might be like saying and doing all the right things by the book, right? Like you're listening to podcasts, you're reading the books, you have everything upstairs and you're doing it all. But in reality, you might still be in that victim mentality or in that kind of negativity. And, you know, it leaks. It leaks in the way that you say things on dates. It leaks in maybe your body language. And sometimes you can't really even detect it. And so what I love about just having that gratitude attitude is how can you flip the script on some of the darkness and say, yeah, I'm going through a hard time or I'm not very happy with my body image or I'm sick of attracting all the emotionally unavailable people, you know, like whatever it is. But can you? 
turn that statement into something that's more positive and one that you can learn from. And I think if we get in the habit of flipping that script, it really does make a difference in who you attract. So you mentioned the gratitude journal. I definitely am a big believer in that. Like every single day, say something that you're grateful for. And it could be about yourself, your situation, your career, what you, you know, anything. And in addition to that, I have my clients do a brag book where they brag on themselves, you know, and it could be something about their personality. It could be something about just their physicality, whatever that is. And that retrains the brain to just always every day think of something that they like, especially if you're having low self-esteem or you need that self-validation. The second thing is the reframing. And like I was saying before, there's a difference between saying there's no good men out there than flipping that around and saying... I'm not finding the right people and I'm looking forward to exploring new avenues so I can meet the right people. You know, those are two very different statements, kind of the same thing, but a different attitude and a different perspective. You know, I'm an improver. That's why like, I like to get really goofy. There is a game that we play in improv. It's called Yes And. That is something that I learned a long time ago when I did improv back in Chicago. And you like say a sentence and you know how a lot of times we'll say the word but? You replace the word but with and. So it's like in this improv exercise, somebody says a statement and then you add to it by saying yes and and then you say the next statement instead of yeah, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. (laughs) You know, it's such a little change, but it's huge in, in the way that you can view yourself and also just say out loud because I always tell people, and this is true with NLP, if anybody's familiar with that, what you say to yourself and out loud, you will make come true. If you believe that there are no good men out there, then I believe you that you probably only see no good men. So that is your perception and your view, but you're also believing that. So therefore it is. But what if you what if you saw it a completely different way, right? And so that is a different thing. I'll I'll share a quick story around that. And I know we have to wrap up soon, but I might have shared this on my podcast, but for your listeners, it's, it's just an inspirational story. This woman called me up and she's like, oh, there's just no one in my city that I want to date. And, and I, I know everybody. I've seen everybody. I'm like, I believe you. I said, do me a favor. When you go to work tomorrow, I want you to take the same route to work. She lived up in Canada, so she, Montreal, I believe. So she was walking to work. And I want you to just notice who's noticing you. I want you to take, you know, just, just take in what's around you and just start smiling and making eye contact with everybody you see. She's like, well, uh, all right, you know. And so she did it and she comes back. It was like two weeks later. She says, Kim, do you have a voodoo doll? I said, no, I do not have a Buddha. What happened? She said, I can't believe what just happened. Well, I did what you said. I took the same route. And I see this really handsome gentleman sitting on a bench. I've never seen him before, lo and behold. And she's like, I looked at him. He looked at me. All of a sudden, we start talking. And before I knew it, he asked me out on a date. And Kim, we already went out on the date. And I really like him. <laughs> Do you know that guy ended up being her boyfriend? Whoa, I have the chills right now. I love this. 
Isn't that, you know, and it wasn't me that created that magic. It was her all along. She just had to see it to believe it, right? Like she had to actually see something where she wasn't seeing before. Yeah. And it is, I call it the dating matrix. And so the dating matrix is like in the virtual reality, it's the same world, but it's different, right? So it's like, what if you put a new pair of glasses on and you just saw the world as different? It's the same path. It's the same grocery store. It's the same bar that you walked into, but you're looking at it differently. Just like she harnessed her own energy. She just needed a little scooting. Yes. And then she got it. I really do love that story. I hope that my listeners can also, that will resonate. The theme of this episode is just these little small steps that you could start doing and changing. It's like a little planting, a little seed in a little pot. I don't know if you can see the pot of well, I'm growing all these different salsa ingredients, green onions and tomatoes in my person. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But it's like that. It's like all these little seeds and you just sprinkle them around. How can people get in touch with you? I'll link everything in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. Well, obviously, the name of my podcast is Charisma Quotient. So if you wanted to listen to that, as we've been talking about that, but you can go to my website, KimmySeltzer.com, K-I-M-M-Y, Seltzer, like the water.com. And pretty much my social media handles are all at Kimmy Seltzer. So it's really easy to find. But if anyone has a question for me directly, you could just go to ask kimmy.com. And I just created a really easy way to get in touch with me. And that way you'll be in my community and you can find out about any programs that I have from virtual makeovers to wing gal sessions to bigger coaching programs. I have one coming up called Get Your Sexy Back. So yeah, if anyone's interested, um, that's happening the end of July. So yeah, definitely get in touch with me. I'd love to work with or at least just get on a call with anybody. Awesome. Yeah, it'll definitely air before then. So We'll get people that information to them. Awesome. Well, Kimmy, this was such a treat. Thank you so much. I have officially completed my fangirl fandom. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm a fangirl of you. Thank oh. you so much. And yeah, you're you're awesome. And I am just so happy that other people can get inspired and just like continue that message just so that people have hope. I think that's what we all need right now. Totally. You know, it can feel really heavy and overwhelming and all the changes that we've been all going through. And so just focusing on today and these small steps will add up to the bigger win. Ah, That was so much fun. I'm still on cloud nine. This was one of my big goals for myself to have her on. And I just love her energy, her spirit, her positivity, the hope and warmth that she gives. And I hope you guys, if you're interested, check out her podcast, The Charisma Quotient. She has weekly episodes and I think she's also coming up on our 200th episode. So you guys have 200 episodes you can catch up on. And I'm going to link all of her information in the show notes. You can check out that event she mentioned in July as well. And thank you guys again for listening today. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you could leave a rating and a review. And it would be awesome because it can help me grow my podcast. So with that, thank you guys. And I'll see you guys super soon. Bye.